Welcome to Park Bench Interviews, hosted by Randy Goodman, Harvey Callis Real Estate, your real estate professional. Get to know our community, our businesses, products, and services that will elevate your life. Please welcome your hostess, Randy Goodman. Hey, it's Randy Goodman here with Harvey Callis Real Estate, and I'm super excited to be interviewing Patricia Geigich, who is an author, an incredible artist, and a humanitarian, and I can't wait for you to hear all about her. So Patricia, thank you for being here. My goodness, thank you. Good morning. <laughs> well, I'm super excited. So tell us a little bit about what you do today, because I know there's like a whole realm of different things that we can get into. Wow. So um, fortunately, I have been part of the um, WXN Women's Executive Network, Top 100 uh, Most Powerful Women in Canada right. um, as a recipient and then inducted into the Hall of Fame in December, November of 2018. Wow. And through that association, they've asked me if I would be willing to let some of my artwork be used uh, as uh, part of their backdrops in the webinar series that they're doing. So I've been really tied yeah. up with trying to make sure that I've got the appropriate work. I was right. invited to be a panelist. And uh, with that, I've taken on another project with them, which is Art in the Box. And then they're also going to be doing an author series. Wow. Wow. That's pretty exciting. <laughs> so tell us a little bit, like, I know that's just like one little piece of you. So <laughs> tell us more. <laughs> well, I wear a few hats. Um, one of the deep interests that I have is also mindfulness. And so I'm currently working on a, on a course right now uh, through Yale University. And it's on the science of well-being, which is very supplementary to the transformative and applied mindfulness work that I did at the University of Toronto. Wow. And of course, with COVID, wow, I, I, I can tell you that every single person on this planet is feeling their own depth of, you know, anxiety or despair or nervousness. And, you know, so I've been called on uh, to do quite a few sessions with different organizations okay. and with people individually. Wow. Wow. And uh, this is through the university? Uh, no, once I became certified, you know, we all went off into our own directions. Mm -hmm. uh, it's almost, I would say, kind of like word of mouth okay. uh, that people know that this is something that I'm, that I'm doing. And of course, after uh, writing, and having Karmic Alibi, my first book completed, there was a lot of interest from different people on the, just simply by the virtue of the fact that I experienced so much in my life that was unusual. Okay. Um, you know, some good, some definitely very traumatic. And so I think that that wisdom piece, uh, people like to reach out and I'm an open book. I'm always available to people. Uh, as a human humanitarian mm -hmm. and strictly as a, you know, a citizen of this universe. <laughs> Absolutely. And thank you for that. So what led you like, uh, tell us some of the things in your life that led you to doing what you do today. Well, I always wanted to be an artist. I, when I was a little girl, I, I was, you know, probably not even three years old and I was drawing Elizabethan ball gowns. 
Wow. Uh, I know. Um, <laughs> my mom would be like, what are you drawing? Where did you see this? And I have no idea. It was just this imprint, uh, you know, with the big poofy shoulder pads and, and very big ball gown um, skirts. And from there, uh, my father, who was a big influence in my life, he was uh, an accountant okay. and not, not like it is now with certified general accountant, but he was uh, definitely in the ranks of what he could do at that time. Okay. And uh, for him, everything was, no, you have to, you know, be in business. You have to do this. Uh, art is never going to pay your way through life. Right. So I grew up with this extremely talented mom who wanted me to, you know, pursue all of those interesting things. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and my father who said, you know, you need to do the other side of life and learn right. skills. So as I progressed, I, I wanted to uh, dabble on in both ways. And I guess when I, you know, I finished school, we didn't have a lot of money. So I wasn't privileged enough to go to university. And I probably, at the time, I wasn't, I don't think I was ready for that. Okay. I, I wanted to get right into the, you know, the work world. So I had several jobs when I was 15 and 16 years old. I did work in a bridal salon. So I had, I had my fancy gowns yeah. all the time around me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I wanted to work for uh, the bank. I wanted mm. to get into that. So I joined the, uh, the bank very early, right out of grade 13. Wow. And the first day that I was there and I saw the bank manager sitting behind in the office and I thought, whoa, you know, how many women bank managers are there? Right. And they said, not that many, Patricia. In fact, I don't think there were any at the time. Well, so okay, that don't was... age yourself here. Okay. <laughs> What's that? Don't age yourself? Don't age yourself. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm joking. And, yeah. So I wanted the, um, I just, I, I really put my feet in and I started learning all of the different jobs. So I started as a teller and immediately I thought, oh, well, I'm going to learn and ask if I can help do the DDA desk, which was, we did hand printed savings account ledgers, like every right. day. Oh my, <laughs> the days at the computer did not come into play there. And uh, after that, I, I learned so many of the other jobs. And then um, as life progresses, more and more stories, but I ended up in Toronto. And I said to the HR man there, uh, you know, I want to move up in the bank. And he said, well, you've proven yourself. You've, we've been giving you, you know, good reports. So they put me finally into a, a management position. And as I spiraled through that and, you know, a few transfers and some other things that happened in life, I ended up becoming the first female bank manager at the age of 25 in the Manitoba, Saskatchewan district. Yay! Good for you. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> You know, and that, that was sort of like the path, the, the way that I got started through it. And all through that period of time, Randy, I was drawing. I still did my pen and ink drawings and I well, never dabbled with uh, actual paint. Okay. But I continued to pursue, you know, that creative side. Um, Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a little history there. <laughs> that's awesome. So, okay. So then, so you kept dabbling 
throughout your life because obviously it was your passion. So what actually brought it to where it is today? Because you've got quite a bit of a portfolio. <laughs> I know. Um, I think mentors. I had, again, you know, outside of my, my father, who unfortunately, this is really another one of life's, you know, critical dents. Right after I had received the acknowledgement and I became bank manager, and that was in Winnipeg, uh, my, a month later, my father passed away. Um, and so he had a massive heart attack. Yeah, so wow. being 25 and you, losing your real, you know, your first mentor, that was a, a, a terrible jolt for me. Um, but oh, then thank God the, he got to see your accomplishment because he wanted it so badly. Yeah. In the business it, world. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. We, we um, were fortunate, though, because there were a lot of good people, you know, that reached out to me and, and one man in particular, I'll name him Bruce Berry. He was the uh, manager of Portage and Hargrave, Bank of Montreal. And I re he really saw, I think something uh, unusual about me that I had this extreme interest in, you know, doing well. And, and I really loved people. I loved the whole, you know, uh, concept of these entrepreneurs, these people who would come in and, and sit down in front. And I was an account manager at that time as well. Right. And, you know, I would take their financial statements. We would do an interview and, you know, I was given that sort of sense of, well, if you can do it, maybe I can do it. So I, I think those were some of those mentors that come in front of you that not necessarily did they have the business that I would, you know, want to be in. Uh, regrettably, there were two. One was, alarm security and computer security because it was just coming into being mm -hmm. at that time and you know funny how you think wow that's that's really cool but no I wouldn't do that yeah right <laughs> it's like look at now such an important part of our our world yeah but mentors were a big part I had several you know in business as well as in my art career and I think that's a good lesson for everybody because nobody can do it alone I and mean, there's no point in reinventing the wheel if we have somebody who's successful in something that we want to do or want to be in our career or whatnot you know it's really important to surround yourself by people who can inspire you can mentor you can coach you and uh you know so it's amazing that you were able to surround yourself and being in a world where you know women weren't really uh, thriving in those positions and to have somebody who was open to mentor you and help you it's pretty special I also think you have to uh, you know you have to suck it up there's a lot of ego stripping <laughs> and even though you want to wear you know you want to wear the, the blue suit and the white shirt and the little red tie in your head mm -hmm. you know when you show up for your day there's a lot of of um, push and shove. And I think one of the greatest lessons I learned was simply to be as humble as you can. Mm. Because if you sit back and you allow the things in front of you to be observed and you don't take them in personally, but you see them as systems mm -hmm. and systems that you are part of, then, you know, you don't 
take it personally and you learn from it. And I think that was one of the, one of the real golden nuggets for me, instead of fighting my, you know, or being confrontational or feeling, you know, that I had to put up my mm -hmm. defense. Right. Um, I, I wouldn't do that. I would just absorb it. And of course you're always moving on and, and life is about change. So if I were, if I were with different clients or in different branches, Mm -hmm. uh, the situation would be different, but the system would be there. Right. How I approached it and what I would do with it was based on the fact that I, I was able to absorb the wisdom from it and then tap into it and, and release it. And then it was recognized and I had confidence then. And that confidence was seen as an asset mm -hmm. without it being, you know, me all out there like me, me, me. Absolutely. And I love how you're able to really expand on the business side of your brain, as well as the creative side of your brain. So you really kept those going throughout the years, which is incredible, because a lot of people are usually one or the other. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. They're not it's both. Yeah. So no, it's amazing that you're able to do that. Um, so when um, you're doing a lot of uh, coaching and humanitarian work. Can you tell us a little bit more about how you help people? Like be a little, um, give us more specifics about how that works. Well, okay. So I, I, I'll just step back for a second. When I left the bank and many other things happened in a person's life, I really felt the need to do art professionally like I really wanted that to become a huge part of my life and also I wanted to be an entrepreneur so mm -hmm. I stepped aside from the old boys network and I pursued you know my own business and I had a property management company and I did a, an extremely I did a lot of volunteer work within the community and you know from the cancer center to uh, Bach Algar Coral Society I I, I really kind of fueled um, that inspirational side of me by, by surrounding myself. And at the same time, meeting the needs that I have, which were to be in servitude. And I always, I loved, and I think that was something that was inbred in me. I came from, you know, my grandparents came from the old country, as they say. Right. So I, nothing was ever taken for granted. Mm -hmm. And you know, after being in business and then doing my art and trying to give back to the community, you get recognized. And mm -hmm. so years of being a volunteer and sitting on various boards, which I still do, um, give you that sense of you have to make that as just like you eat breakfast, you have to do something for somebody. Mm -hmm. I'm a Rotarian, so I'm very proud to say that, you know, I'm part of the Oakville uh, passport Rotary, and we are sort of uh, dedicated to support other Rotary uh, clubs that do fundraising. So we're the worker bees. We don't necessarily do our own fundraising, but we go out and we support those organizations that are not just Rotary, but many others. Nice. Okay. I'm also, um, um, I was knighted. I'm a dame of the Order of St. George. Wow. And so we support, um, you know, 
all those frontline workers and the people who are in our world supporting our country. Nice. Um, I'm on the board of the Sir Edmund Hillary Foundation, so we have a school and hospital in Nepal. And then my big, big project is Cambodia, which in 2006 I started. So. Wow. Wow. And so what led you to like be so involved in the community? Um, I don't know that I can say anything led me. I think in my DNA, I just have, <laughs> I just have that um, non, not being separate, you know, there's no duality that I hang on to. I know I'm in a physical human form. I know there's time and there's energy, but there's this eclipse that, you know, I'm very lucky to say I did the hard work. I studied and took many paths uh, towards finding that mental freedom and that clarity that I see as being, you know, really one consciousness. We are segmented and fragmented, but, you know, I like to think that I have a responsibility for the sustainability of humankind in whatever direction and format that takes for me changes all the time but it it's a yeah it's not something i feel that really led me it's just part of you know what's in my nature it's part of who you are that's awesome right. i love it <laughs> <laughs> that's right okay i love it um so if somebody wanted to reach out to you what would they reach out to you for so, of course, there's several things. Um, my, my art, I'm represented by, you know, several galleries, and I'm fortunate to have uh, exhibited my work around the world and be recognized for that. So, Congrats. And we'll definitely you. put links on the page so that people can uh, find <laughs> <Sure>. that art. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, so... I, you know, I'm also an author and I'm in the process of writing actually several new, new pieces, new books. Nice. I'm going to sort of promote, I think my, my karmic revolution. I wrote karmic alibi, karma and cash. So I think I'm going to take the next year to complete these other works and that will form a, a good basis around the mindfulness piece around my, my Buddhist studies. And, uh, you know, it's always a conversation. I think synchronicity plays a big part if someone hears you and resonates with you and they feel that you might have something that uh, might help them. Oftentimes it's just by one person connecting to another person and the next thing you know, you're bingo, you know, you're, you're actually truly helping, so. Absolutely. So Patricia, tell us like, are there any, um, and we'll have all your links so people can get a hold of you, you know, in, in whatever they, way they resonate, but is there anything that you'd like to share with everybody, any tips or anything you'd like to share before we sign off? It's difficult for everybody to wake up and know what direction they should take. 
um, whether it's during the day or it's, you know, the big part of their, their life puzzle. And I think clarity in that capacity is important. And sometimes obtaining that clarity means you have to step outside of what you already know. And that's one of the reasons why for me, mindfulness is really important. You know, being fully present, you know, in a particular way without judgment makes life so much easier. I'm a certified meditation specialist and from many, many points of, of view, that calmness and stillness and clarity can contribute to anyone's confidence, to their positivity. So I would say the big part of that is, you know, finding ways of embracing, you know, maybe neuroplasticity, Dr. Joe Dispenza. There's, there's hundreds of vehicles and people who are now coming forward and offering that. I think people should consider, you know, those as, they're not woo-woo, you know, neuroplasticity is not woo-woo, meditation is not woo-woo. It's, it's really truly something that is valuable and it, and it can promote healing in so many different ways, physically, emotionally, and, and also bring people into better relationship, not just with themselves, but with those that they are in relationship with. So I think mindfulness plays a big part in, in how we should look at moving forward in life. Okay, perfect. And where would they be able to find, I know you mentioned one gentleman, uh, where do you think they should start? Well, just, you know, our favorite Mr. Google. <laughs> Everybody Google. Or Mrs. Not, Google. Or Mrs. Google. <laughs> Ms. Google. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think, you know, just typing in the word mindfulness will open up a plethora of mm you know, places to start. And then once you dig into something like, like that, you know, John Cabot Zinn, I mean, there's, there's multiple places and, and people and uh, I don't think it's as foreign in the world today as mm -hmm. it might've been five or 10 years ago. Right. So, you know, accessibility, Deepak Chopra's site, you know, going on to Mind Valley. Uh, there's so many wonderful places Yes. So I would say that would be a good place for people to actually start. Okay, yeah. that's awesome. Thank you. So well, how can people get a hold of you? Um, so I'm always accessible to patgeigich at gmail.com. Uh, if you're interested in going to my website, it's www.patriciacarengeigich.com. I have an older website, uh, www.inspired to be rewired and that's inspired and then t-o-b-e rewired.com and on that page there's a little bit about some of the um, philosophy that I wrote which is inspired to be rewired mastering the five radical degrees of life oh. and uh, and that's it you can always you know reach out that way I love yeah. it I love it. Thank you so much for sharing with us. And thank you so much for being who you are in the world and giving back so much. <laughs> thank you, Randy. Thank you so much for this invitation. It's been a privilege. Well, thank you. And uh, yeah, I hope to hear more about what you're up to and what you're doing in the future. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Sounds good. Thank you for listening to this interview hosted by Randy Goodman. We hope you will take action and connect with the incredible business people and leaders in our community.
And remember, Randy is always here to answer any questions you have regarding your real estate needs. Be sure to register on the website and stay up to date on what's happening in your area at parkbench.com slash millpond.